0: Yay! Hey, hey, hey. So welcome back to the Mate Hunger Words podcast with me, Josh. Me, Dono. Dono. I think I need a little bit more enthusiasm from you there because I feel like I was send- I was sending it then like I was squealing a pig at a rodeo, and you were like, "Me, Dono."
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's hard, isn't it? I don't want to be over. I don't want to. I don't want to overdo it with the intro. I- I'm-, I'm very simple, but um, I can't. I can't match that energy, mate.
0: Oh, thanks, mate. Well, I'm I'm trying my hardest here. Do you know what I mean? Everyone, every sort of every duo, every duo needs like a a bit of a nutter and just someone sort of normal just to level it all back. And maybe I'm taking a nutter role here, and you're just the level-headed one. Maybe I'm like Dwight York.
1: I've got a few things to say today that 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 might be a bit nutty, So just look, watch his face. (laughs) I might get a bit crazy, a bit random later.
0: Woo! The Kooky Random Boys. Um. Right, welcome back to another episode of um, The Week in Football, where we're going to look at um, some things that have happened across the week in football, and we're also going to do something that is going to divide, I feel like, towards the end of the podcast, but we will save that until the end. I'm not even going to talk about it until the end. Um, actually, loads has happened this week, Dono, and it was it was actually quite hard to sort of get a list down of the things that we could and should talk about. But I'm going to start by asking, um, asking you a question, which is... Uh, do you think that Roy Hodgson needs to go
1: for Palace? Um, I don't know about what say necessarily needs to go, but I think it would probably be a good time for them to to get someone else in. I'm not saying he, they're, they're he's he's got to go. There are some. There are clubs. You, there are, there are managers in positions where you're like they have to go. Like Eric Ten for example, he has to go. <laughs> Roy Hodgson on the other hand I don't think he needs to go because I don't think they're in real danger of going down but if they can get a better manager in I know Graham Potter was in the stands on, on Saturday then if you can get Graham Potter if you're, if you're Palace, I think now's the time to pull the plug Yeah I,
2: I agree I, But I, well I agree but I
0: also kind of disagree I think that I was actually reading some stuff about earlier, saying that they um, apparently some of their fans and stuff have like written open. They've written like letters to the club and stuff about um, about like the the they're not happy with the standards and the way that things are going at the moment. And I think Roy Hodgson has been a brilliant servant to Palace and was brilliant last year, but he's got to go. He's got to go because, like, I don't know what you think, but bring it when they when they brought. I know he did a great job last year, right? And I understand that he as a, he's a palace man, whatever, but wasn't there like a little part of you in the summer when they got him back in that was a bit like, "Oh, yeah, is that
1: it yeah, definitely i think I think I think they must have had a target in mind in terms of a manager. they spoke to him, mm. and he wasn't interested, and then they went, "This isn't worth it we'll, we'll go for Roy for the rest of this for next season and see who we can get next summer, but Maybe Graham Potter's had no offers and he's changed his mind because I reckon he probably would have been their number one target in the summer.
0: Yeah. I think the difficulty with him is obviously ex Brighton and he'd just been the Chelsea manager. He probably thought he'd maybe get another big job and hasn't, an, and he's ex Brighton. And obviously that's a that's a rivalry. So possibly that's what's come into it. But Yeah, didn't consider that, um, actually. I don't know about you, but I watched, I didn't watch too much of the game. I watched a bit of Arsenal Palace on the weekend um, and they panned across to Roy Hodgson. About, I don't know, 30, 40 seconds in, and he's just there, just like smiling. He's just there, just like stood there, hands in his pockets, just smiling. I looked at him and I thought, you look like you're like you're just happy to be here. Like I was like, <laughs> you look like you look like someone that's like just on a on a little day out, as opposed to like the pressure of being a Premier League manager. And I kind of feel like some of the stuff he's been saying in press conferences and slagging off players and stuff like that, I feel like he's kind of. I could, you know when you you know when someone gets to an of an age. And they kind of feel that they can do what they want and say what they want just like justifiably. I feel like Roy Hodgson's kind of got to that point now where he's like, what, he's mid 70s. Like, just relax, man. Just leave, like, just leave Roy. Do you know what I mean? Like, just, you don't need to put yourself this stress, this stress and this pressure on yourself. But in the same sense, I feel like he doesn't feel any stress or pressure by it. I feel like he's just kind of like, yeah, just going on around me. Whereas whereas other people are just like, fuck, what the fuck is going on? And he's just like, yeah, managing Bristol Palace. You know, like, you know, that gift that's like, this is fine. And it's the dog while everything's on fire. That is him.
1: I think, I think (laughs) though, I think the club have put him in a bad, like club put him in a bit of a shit position because obviously he's not a long-term, he's not a long-term solution for the club. It's very hard to yeah. invest in a squad with a manager who's not going to be there long term. They, I can't even remember who they bought in the summer, but the, the team starting eleven looks very similar to what it was last season. Um, yeah, they're obviously going to lose Eze probably in the summer. They're probably going to lose Elise as well in the summer, I would imagine. Yeah, I can't. I can't see both of them being there next year. I know that's that's no. quite that would be quite bold of them to sell both of them in the same window. But uh, yeah. I was listening to another podcast. They were talking about Palace and the expecta- the fans' expectations of what Palace need to be, versus like revenue and things like that. They don't have a big enough stadium to to like to to make enough money off of tickets alone. So selling, buying and selling players. I know Steve Steve Parish. It's Steve Parish, yeah. isn't it? owner. Yeah, yeah, he's come out and said it before that. Palace have to be self-sustainable because otherwise they're not going to, be able to compete in the Premier League. If they go and sell Elise Eze, they're looking at big fees and that could really yeah. set them up going forward. So going having Hodgson in this season has been a bit of a... It's kind of written their season off a little bit, I'd say. Because that, that yeah. says to me, if I was a fan, keeping Roy Hodgson in a job for one more year... That means we're just going to consolidate for a year. Just stay up. That that that's that's all, that's all that tells me. Just stay up. We'll get through another year, and then we'll,
2: we'll 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 look at
1: another manager next summer. Maybe something better is going to come up. But I st- I think that's I think that's silly because yeah, agreed. inevitably inevitably there's going to be sackings this season. But that manager you're waiting for might not come next summer. The- yeah. It could get picked up by another club that are going to sack someone halfway through the season. Because to be honest with you, I'm surprised Graham Potter hasn't got another job yet. But that's probably down to the fact that a lot of Premier League managers are still in jobs. But he could still yeah. go and pick up a massive job in the Championship, um, or even abroad because he's done it abroad before. But I would be, I, I would not be hanging about if that. If you can get Graham Potter, Crystal Palace, I think that's, I think that's a, a, a no, a no, rainer.
0: Yeah, agreed. I agree one hundred percent. I also think as well when, what you were saying on um, them using it as a consolidation season because they're going to lose Eze, Eze and Elise. Like the club, just the, like I don't watch Palace week in week out, but I see their highlights. I see the results. i just kind of think like something just doesn't look right. And if you keep the manager in, rightly or wrongly, like the manager's probably going to have a negative impact if he stays if he if he keeps his job. I, I feel like it's not always the grass is always greener, but if you can get rid of Roy Hodgson, who has been and is a brilliant manager, but I, I think his time as a Premier League manager is probably up. And you can go and get Graham Potter, who's who, yeah, he didn't do a great job at Chelsea, but I mean, Pochettino, if you offered Pochettino to Palace and said, oh, you, you can go and get him, they'd say yes, 100%, as would everyone. And he's not doing the best job at Chelsea either. But he did a brilliant job with Brighton. I think you've got to take it. But I also think as well, from their point, they probably still have like De Boer flashbacks. Yeah, that that has to come in their thinking because they went they went big and abroad for someone like De Boer, who everyone was like, well, that's a that's a great like it, that could be a great appointment," and it turned out to be rubbish. But it's, the difference is is obviously Graham Potter's Premier League proven. So for me, the answer to the the question does Roy Hodgson need to go? I think the answer is yes because I, I mean I feel for Palace fans. Right, a year ago. You had your front three was Elise, Eze, Zaha, and you'll probably you'll probably by August next year not have any of those, which is shit. Yeah,
1: I think if you're a realist, they probably won't lose both. But I would have I would have thought they will probably have to sell them both, in the sense like yeah, I, th- I think they'll lose I both. Can't see, I can't see them both wanting to be there next season. But the thing is, Michaelita has just signed a new contract. Has that got a release yeah, he's got clause a release in, in, in the
0: summer? Yeah, it's got a release um, clause in the summer. And Eze, so I think he signed is a new. Going to be? 60, 70 million? Easy. Someone will pay that. City wanted him in the summer. I think someone will pay it.
1: Yeah, we'll see. A lot of clubs. May United pay it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. May United need a lot more than Eze. Yeah, we need Elise more than we need Eze, but... That would be such a man um, United signing. It's 70, 80 million on Eze, and then you still, uh, you still don't solve any problems. And he's
0: crap crap for us <laughs> as well. Send him out on loan to Borussia Dortmund in two years. Um, well, right, enough about Palace, because this isn't the May How Palace Was podcast. Um, on to the next thing that I want to uh, talk about is... We said we didn't want to talk about it too much, Um A few weeks ago, but I I feel like you just can't ignore it after um, some of the things that happened this weekend. I want to talk about VAR controversy. I want to have a a start by talking a little bit about (laughs) West Ham, but then we need we need 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 to talk about Real Madrid. And this is we need and obviously as as everyone knows we love Jude so much. So obviously Jude was going to get a mention, and this is kind of just his mention. But we need to talk about the VAR West Ham and Real Madrid. We'll start at West Ham, like. What are your thoughts on the on the penalty decision? So the three decisions: so the Ings penalty, the McBurney penalty,
1: and the one that wasn't given at the end. Um, the Ings penalty, Stonewall penalty for me. He's, yeah, agreed. Ings has bought it, but that's just that's that's so good. If he's if that's your striker, you're buzzing. You're that's a cool, that's brilliant forwards play to get your to get his body in the position. You see Vardy do it so many times, don't you? Just sticks his leg yeah. out matey just runs straight through him he doesn't stand a chance as a stonewall penalty and you can see the players know it as well they're straight over to him patting him on the back like well done matey that's a fucking that's class um so yeah that one's a stonewaller for me the 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 mcburney one is never a penalty absolutely no way is that a penalty how i know he's come i know the keeper's not anywhere near the ball but mcburney's nowhere near the ball He's also thrown an elbow at him, and he's got to go off because his fucking nose is all bleeding. <laughs> I was thinking that, that is ridiculous. How they how the VAR have looked at it and said, "Yeah, we'll give that," because the referee gave it, didn't he, on field?
2: Yeah, yeah, he did.
1: I think that's a howler, and I think they should overturn. Yeah, agreed. That. And then yeah. the one on Bowen,
2: I don't know. I think it's a bit when you're watching it in real time and you watch he's got
1: his arms around him but you can't really see has Bowen got him as well I reckon he probably does
2: mm.
1: I don't know yeah I'd I, I feel hard done by if that was my team but also yeah mate uh, I hate seeing penalties given for like stuff like that just like yeah. a bit of a tussle in the box Yeah, but, yeah he does look like he rugby tackles into the ground I think I think my so, highlight from all of it is
0: is the fact that he is the fact that that the I can't remember his I don't know how to pronounce his name the fellow who rugby tackled Jared Bowen yeah. posted a, a story earlier of him with the Randy Orton with a Randy Orton <laughs> music over the top of it he's fucking quality man so you, so in your eyes Ings penalty I agree yes. with that as well and then no penalty for Ariola and no penalty for the other one or.
1: Uh, Not sure. I don't. I don't. I don't think. I don't think there's a uh, that burn one's a penalty. I think if you give the Bernie one, you have to give the burn one. But I don't think either of them. Yeah. Penalties. Yeah. I
0: agree. I think that I was having a proper think about this earlier because I was listening to. I listened to. Um, the uh the restless football podcast earlier when they when Shearer when Shearer and Lineker both say that the McDaburney one is never a penalty in a million years, I think that is that to me sums up sums it sums up more than anything that's not a penalty because they're both strikers. Do you yeah. know what I mean? You would expect a striker to be you would expect goalkeepers to go never a penalty and strikers to go, yeah, that's a penalty. But the fact that Shearer, who always notoriously sticks up for strikers, says never a penalty in a million years, I think puts that in even more. I think that the Burn one is a penalty but like, like I, said, I was having like, I was, I was on a run earlier and I was properly thinking about it, like properly, properly thinking about, um, the whole thing. Right. And I was thinking like, so obviously when, obviously I worked before is, I used to be a teacher. Right. And th- there's a link to this by the way, just in case thought I just wanted to go, Oh yeah, I used to be a teacher by the way. Um, and I think about like one of the things that they talk about, in like when when you work in a school is the like, importance of of consistency like consistency is one of the most is is the most important thing when it comes to a set of rules right and the more consistent you can be with it the more consistent you can be with a set of rules the more likely you are to have a level of engagement with it and that's that's when dealing with like children right and I think that the, that logic has to apply and does apply to football as well obviously it's not in the exact same way of oh you get caught eating chewing gums so you're going to have a half an hour detention you're not fucking giving out you're not fucking giving out detentions and ringing players parents because they've done something mm. wrong but in the sense of you can't have one thing that is a penalty and one thing that isn't a penalty ever you can't have that across the whole entire sport that that can't work but you definitely can't have that in one game within the course of about 5 minutes of each other it's There's just no consistency whatsoever in in how the rules are upheld. And I saw Neville tweeted something earlier about, I think these letters and the public statements are a bit of a shambles. And I agree. I do think the public statements are a bit of a shambles, but there's no face and no accountability for how shit refereeing is. So what what do we do? Because it's like, oh, we want to get the referees on board. All right, well, fine. Well, Sky have given Howard Webb half an hour every few weeks to release, to talk through the decisions and stuff like that. Sky have brought fucking Mike Dean in, who's absolutely dog shit. Yeah. BT, TNT now do something with Michael Owen, which is always going to be bad because it's got Michael Owen in it. <laughs> and they're getting more exposure and people are seeing more of them, but I think that's making everything worse because they're just realizing of how shit the whole operation actually is. Like it's, uh, w- w- we need to support them as a media outlet or whatever, or we need to support them as, as whatever. But I don't know how you can teach. I don't know how you can teach someone to hold, to be held accountable for their actions, but I also don't know how you can teach someone to like use common sense because it's common sense, right? Even I think, even, I think even if, even if you think that the Bowen penalty and the McBurney penalty are not penalties, I think either of them are, but they're both given fine. I think you can accept that because it's not because it's not like um, it's not a formula. It's not two plus two equals four. That's fact. Both of those, that both of them, are, are down to an opinion. That again, like we said, we pretty much agree on the opinion. This first one isn't a penalty. The Ariola one isn't a penalty. But you, they are both pretty much the same incident, and one is given and one isn't given. It's
1: just it's so infuriating. So, or just on that. So, on the consistency. I find it really hard to accept a decision that's inconsistent because I haven't heard why they haven't given. So, we, if they if you turn around and said, "Well, I think that Bowen has just as much as the Sheffield United player as the defender does him," then that's fine. You can you can understand the decision a bit more as it, as opposed to him just not giving it, then not reviewing it on VAR. That just says, yeah. you know, they you they either didn't see it or they just they they didn't they haven't they haven't justified the decision if they were i think i think a lot of it will i think it would help a lot if we could hear what the referees are saying on var and i mean on the pitch i don't see why you can't hear what they're saying on the pitch i think i I know it's going to put them under more scrutiny but then they will make better surely going to make a better decision if you're put under more scrutiny because i think the fact that you can't hear what they're saying
0: I think we've got to the point where that I'll actually put them under less scrutiny because I think that what I said about the accountability thing and people needing to um, like sort of uphold what they're doing in their job, I think that that's now pretty much a national and general consensus. Whereas it probably as in I probably didn't think this way, but I don't think it was a massive thought process three four months ago. Whereas now it's like, like how can you keep getting away with being shit? I also what I find really really difficult as well is the fact that the rules are different domestically and in Europe as well. How is that fair? Like how, like that, how is that fair? There has, I mean, I'm going to come back to Infantino in a minute as well, because he's a prick, but it's just, it's just not like, like he comes out, he'll come out and say some stuff and it's like, mate, you're the, like, aren't you the guy? Like, why, why can you not put a guidance in where it's consistent across the board? Um, but anyway that's that's the serious side of stuff right that's the West Ham one let's just have a laugh about the Real Madrid ones it is fucking comical isn't it how rigged it is it's actually comical
1: the <laughs> it's funny I, I didn't actually consider it but um, obviously having the different rules in la liga is it deemed handball if it touches your shoulder is that why um... the Vinicius one is given but froze, I don't. You think he throws it... his shoulder at it, doesn't he? And to yeah, me, but... from from where, what I, from from the view I saw, it looks like it hits the sleeve. Yeah. So if it I... hits the sleeve. I mean, in the I trend, don't
2: think
0: the. But isn't be, it that'll that'll top of your shoulder? like top of your, top of your, I mean, that's what we were talking about when younger, top of your shot is handball. Is like, I, I don't think, oh, if yeah. you've played football at any level, whether that's in a park when you were six or big time now, whatever, it is handball. And he is, it, I just, it's fucking hilarious, right? So if you haven't seen, if you haven't seen it, right, I would advise going and watching the Real Madrid Almeria Al, Al highlights, right? To put context around it as well, in case you you weren't aware, Almeria are bottom of the league. Almeria haven't won all season. They're at Real Madrid, they go 2 0 up, right? The second goal also is, is a fucking screamer, isn't it? <laughs> the second
1: goal mate, is... The that's the
0: one you dream scream. of as
1: a defender, In it? You find yeah. yourself just on the outside of the box. You never have a shot on goal. You think, oh, I get a chance to have a shot, I've got to have a shot. What a fucking goal? He's absolutely smashed it. As soon as he hits it, I thought, wow, who the fuck is that? That centre mid is unreal. And then the, the commentator is like, what's What's he even doing up there? He's a the centre half. And he's thinking, oh, mate, that is a goal of dreams for a defender. It's an,
0: abs- it's an absolute, Is an absolute right? So that goes in and then um, end of the game, Real Madrid win 3-2, right? But their first goal, their first goal is a penalty that's given for handball that is never in a million, million years handball, right? The ball just comes over the top and there's two players sort of wrestling and it like, flicks one of his fingernails or something. It's never a penalty. Um, and it's like the VAR are looking for, they look like they're desperate and, like gasping for to give a penalty. No one is asking for a penalty in that box. No one's going on oh, this penalty penalty. No one's saying anything. And then obviously Jude goes and scores. Well on Jude. And um, which is the only positive out of all of it. Then second half. I didn't say, sorry, it, no, it is in the second half. They, Al Maria get the ball. And one of their midfielders is, I don't know, 40 yards outside from his own goal. He, He turns, puts his arm up as he turns... And as he does that, he he honestly he brushes Jude in the face, or or he or he yeah. pokes him in the eye. However you want to perceive it, he 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 touches. I rec- I reckon he might just get him in the eye or something. I don't know, but it's 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 putting your arm out, but it's not like a push or a punch or anything like that. Al Maria then goes score a perfectly good onside goal. Right, the VAR then spends absolutely ages. Trying, looking like they're trying to flag the goal offside, realise it's not offside, and then going back far enough in play that they then give a free kick. So it should have been 3-1 Almeria, and then it goes down to 2-1. And you can literally see the manager, the manager is losing his mind, right? And then <laughs> even worse than that, not too long afterwards, not too long afterwards, a cross comes in and Venetia's literally like, like I don't know, like biceps it in. It is, it is a handball every day yeah. of the week.
1: He throws his arm, and then
0: they it. don't give it. He throws, he throws his arm, and, and he he arms it in, and the ref gives the ref disallows it initially, and then VAR reallow it, and that makes me <laughs> think that is it is it is it is so corrupt. That is so. Cor- That's when their manager, if you watch the video, their manager shaking his hands, he's giving it the whole like, um, looks like he's directing air traffic. Yeah. Um, and he's like, we forfeit, we forfeit. What's the point? Because they're cheating to win. We forfeit. And then obviously Real Madrid go and win in the 97th minute. Jude with an unbelievable header back across to Carver Howe. Um, but it's just, it is, it's just I, I genuinely think it is the worst refereeing performance I've ever seen in my whole entire life. And I had that <laughs> thought in my I had that thought in my head earlier about is it really that bad? Is it really that bad? I think it is because because there's VAR, I sort of have to, it's it's easier to ref with VAR, I think. I think it's easy, or it's easier to, it it's, be, sorry, yeah. it's not easy, it should be easier to ref, but it should be really easy to cut out really stupid mistakes. There were three really, really, really stupid mistakes that were all not cut out. So that, I was like, that's, I've, you, you're used to seeing one. You might see one. Like, West the West Ham one, I, I would say there's one in there. One of, like, Ariola and Bowen is like a half yeah. each, and that's like one shocking decision all in. You would argue a West Ham fan would say two, which is fair enough. Maria have had three. Three absolute disaster decisions go against them in one game. It is a joke.
1: Yeah, it's the, the decisions are that bad. And like you say, you see the manager, he's just like flapping his arms. It is, it, it, you can't win. When the referee, when the VAR referee, are against you like that, you cannot possibly win. This is everything they can possibly can to win. They scored three perfectly good goals against Real Madrid. <laughs> one of them's disallowed, and then they go and they, oh mate, it's just, it's just ridiculous. The disallowed one is the worst decision of them all. I think. Yeah, uh, it, they're all awful. It, it's,
0: it's, I don't know how how do you pick I mean they're all it's like picking a Cornish pasty or a sausage roll do you know what I mean they're both they're both just two greats man just enjoy them
1: depends, actually depends
0: if you want a meal or a snack <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: both are snacks yeah, actually so, on the cart meal deal oh yeah true yeah well
0: mm, I reckon I go Cornish pasty over sausage roll actually right, I'm going to change that I reckon I go I go Cornish pasty over sausage roll if it was like against us, but if, if it was like a fresh I reckon I <laughs> Nah. If it was a fresh, I reckon I might just go caught would uh, sausage
1: roll. Nah. Ginsters pasties. They rank, mate. The drop they're
0: so. I'd rather drunk. have a ginsters pasty than a ginsters sausage roll. Uh so I disagree on that one, mate. I'd rather have a fresh pasty than a Yeah. <laughs> right, anyway. Fair enough. Um right, just while we're talking about things on the continent, right, obviously. We're in no we're in no real place to talk about it. And I don't really want to talk about it too much, but I'm just gonna go over it really quickly. The the Mike Magnon decision. Um the Mike Magnon getting the, the the racist abuse, right? I think it was I think it was the fact that he just got up and walked off, right? Was where well, I was like, this is obviously the situation is horrific and terrible, but the fact that he just made a decision like, nah, fuck this, and just walked off. Yeah. I was like, that's I don't. I feel like it's easy. It's so easy for pundits to, and people from the outside to say, um, "Yeah, all players should just walk off." I think that's a really fucking hard thing to do. He also yeah. said in the interview afterwards it was the second time that the second time that, that he heard it was the time that triggered him to go and walk off. Right, and me and you aren't in a position to talk about it. I don't really want to talk about too much about the issues of racism and football, right? And I don't want to go into it too deep. But what I do want to go into is the is the fact that. They sc- that Milan scored a 97th minute winner, a 97th minute winner in front of the end that Mike Mignon was getting abused at in the first half to go and win 3 2 is fucking poetry. Is yeah. fucking poetry that though the, 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 the small the minority of dickheads or the amount of dickheads that did what they did get a big two fingers up for him um, because Milan go and score in the night in the 97th minute to win it, which is, is fucking class. So if we were to do like a hero and a villain of the week, the heroes of the week, the heroes of the week are Armelan and the villains of the week are those the, it's obviously not all it's definitely not all Udinese fans, but the dickhead racist Udinese fans, your dickheads. But what I wanted to come on to afterwards is because I mentioned Infantino about changing rules in FIFA and stuff like that. He, did you see he came out and said any team that um, any yeah, team yeah. that uh, does some racist abuse should um, uh, forfeit the game straight away. And I was like, <laughs> "You're the fucking bloke that can put that into place. Like you are. Like you're that fucking guy. Like there's there's no one. You, like you you have all of the power in the world to do that. Why the flying fuck aren't you doing that? He is. So, he's uh, like what? Why is he not doing that? If he it's if spicy. he says it, I understand." I don't think he actually, I don't think he actually, he obviously doesn't actually think it because he would have just fucking put it in. But why say it? Why fucking say it? He's an idiot.
1: It takes a real fucking scumbag to outdo uh, the most outlandish shit that Seth Blatter used to say. But this guy has fucking done it. He's just, he's a fucking moron. He comes out with the most ridiculous shit. Today I feel gay pardon get that this was... man out what the fuck is what is after that that should have been the end of his career how is he still the head of fifa i don't know well i do fucking know because he's corrupt as fuck
2: <laughs>
1: replace one said... with another corrupt fucker and now we're in the same position
0: how can you have the audacity but what i also don't think as well is like he's obviously so pr driven in the in what he's saying right he's saying right i'm going to say something anti the racist so people are going to go wow actually morally he's quite a good morally he's <laughs> quite a good guy but he's also so warped in his mindset in his own thought process he's not going to think isn't anyone going to challenge me on it because i'm the fucking guy that can do it and also on the when he said in the world cup today i feel gay today i feel disabled again that's pr led but surely surely as a human being there's an intrinsic side of you that goes Shouldn't probably be fucking saying this because it's really <laughs> fucking it's really fucking
1: ignorant <laughs> and arrogant for me to fucking say this. But he's an idiot, man. He obviously who I know you say it's PR driven, but who the fuck is doing his PR? Because it must Ooh. just be him because he's an absolute fucking fruit fruitcake, mate. Fuck <laughs> knows.
0: Anyway, fuck yeah, you, yeah, fuck you, Yeah, but up, but up, Magic Mike, Ag- up, Magic Mike Manion, yeah. mate. What a legend! What a hero! And and yeah man i like obviously the, the 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 reason and the and the situation surrounding it is fucking horrific and stuff like that but the 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 poetic justice of milan going and winning and the way they win it the 97th minute was fucking amazing and it's so like oh i was listening to uh, in fact i'm not going to talk about him and I, I think you know who i want to say but i'm not going to talk about him because yeah. i just don't want i don't want to be that person because i fucking hate him but um I was listening to someone talk I was listening to someone else talk about it earlier and they were like the the bravery it takes to, to for him to actually stay on to not just go actually I'm just gonna like I'm mm. just gonna fuck it off. Like and, and is is something that has is is something that has to be commended but shouldn't be commended and shouldn't be accepted. Um but big up Magic Mike. Um right. On to uh I'm gonna kinda skip over that for a bit, actually. I'm gonna I'm gonna t I am going to i am going to want to talk about um I want to talk about um, Ivan Ivan Tony's return, right? Talk to oh, me yeah. about talk to me about <laughs> a light show, nah. an Undertaker theme tune, and and all of the sort of fanfare and stuff around it for a bloke that put a few
1: accumulators on. I think it's fucking tragic. I think I think Brentford quickly becoming the laughing stock of the Premier League. What the fuck was that music about? A light show. He got banned for betting. He bet against his own teammates when they were losing. He bet against Newcastle. He bet on Newcastle to lose. It was yeah, a fucking idiot. I think so. Willingly, willingly bet, knowing he shouldn't bet, got caught, decided to, to um, refute all of the allegations until he got to a position where he could no longer refute them, then accepted them, then got banned, Got paid for the duration of his ban, doing fuck all. Comes back, and they're like, "It's like the fucking Return of the King." If you would have thought it's like Tiro Henry going back to Arsenal, oh, I, yeah. I couldn't believe it. I, all all I ever saw of Sky Sports was Tony is back, fucking out. What? Yeah, I was, mate. I I think it's embarrassing.
0: Yeah, there's there's I think there's a there's a lot of layers to it, isn't there? I think that there's. He he also said he also said publicly in a video, "fuck Brentford." Like I know that that's something that you can I know that's something that you can come back from, mate, but you can't like you can't be so employed. Many. You, like you can't like if you, if you posted a video now, not that like people not that like loads of people would care about what we do, but if you posted a video saying like "fuck your workplace" or something like that, or even if you randomly posted a video with someone you're like, "mate, fuck, mate, how good was?" I would be like, "mate, what are you doing?"
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you get one, you probably get sacked. I probably wouldn't be able to do the podcast again. But like, it's not, it's not like he's done it once. He's done, done yeah. the video, fuck Brentford. He's done all this other shit. He came out into this I, stupid interview just before he comes yeah. back. He hasn't even played a game. And he's coming out saying, obviously, if a big offer comes in from a big club, then I'd like to explore it or whatever. In a roundabout way, he said something to that. But I'm pretty yeah. sure it was worse. I think it's just a I, about, I, I think, can't it, it believe. It's pissed out of the Brentford fans. I can't believe that someone was sticking up for him for saying that.
0: I was listening to someone stick up for him earlier. Like, yeah, well, everyone, like, no one, people who aren't in football understand, they all want to move to a big club. Duh. Of course he wants <laughs> to fucking move to a big club. Right, like, of course he wants to move to a big club than Brentford. He's, he's, he's a very good footballer. Ivan Tony is a class footballer. That's the one thing that cannot be, there's no if, buts, so or maybes. Ivan Tony is class. Mm. Ivan Toni, as, as a footballer, as his profile of a footballer, should be paying for a bigger club. But, His club's just supported him through a difficult eight months that he that has been that was self inflicted. And then he comes out and says that. I just I thought like I was just like. I understand, I understand that I do understand, right? And this is not me saying that I don't. I fully understand that he may have been addicted to gambling. He might be a gambling addict. And the hope is that he goes and gets support for it, right? Obviously. That's the that's the obvious thing. But the amount of – and I actually don't think all of this is his fault. The amount of media and PR around him for his comeback is absolutely mental. It is a, it is someone who has been banned for betting. It's not someone that's dealt with massive levels of grief. It's not someone that's lost someone. It's not someone that's gone through uh, something that, like a, a serious condition or anything like that. It's someone who bet. And it literally is like – I, I the 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 meant like the the amount of fanfare around it is just baffling. Yeah, it's just baffling. I yeah, I, I but I do. That, yeah, I do think it's hard. I do think you have to take a, you you have to take into account. We don't know Ivan Tony. We don't know anything about the thing, and it isn't all his fault. I don't think he should have done the die of a CEO personally, but I understand why he did. I also don't think he should come out and say I want to move to a bigger club after his club supporting no. him for eight months, but he did. But I also he think that. But I also think that like Sky making it the biggest thing in the world is is just like.
1: What? But what? That Sky isn't it? Sky Sky are going to do that for anything in the Premier League. Bear in mind, there's not a lot of Premier League games on this weekend. They're going to do that. They need to hype up these games to get people to watch them because a lot of the bits, well, was a half the fixture list this weekend. So they're going to do that. And I do take it with a pinch of salt, but I think it's fucking embarrassing that they're doing it.
0: Yeah, I think it's fucking embarrassing too. I'd agree with that. I think that, yeah, I I agree fully it's fucking embarrassing. And I also think as well there's such a – football is so fucked, isn't it, right? The fact that a guy that that we're assuming has a gambling addiction has just been banned for eight months of gambling is wearing a T-shirt with a gambling sponsor on it against another team that has a shirt with a gambling sponsor on it um, while there's gambling adverts at halftime and there's gambling signs all around it. It's so fucked because it's all – because no one really cares. Like, like that's, that's the reality, isn't it? Like, the there's a small group of people that actually care. There's, it's just virtual signaling messages saying, oh, yeah, we're doing what we can to support the players." and stuff. Like, yeah, as a club, intrinsically, you probably are. But you wouldn't get to this. But the, the actual whole bubble of football is so fucked because it's so bet, 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 bet. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, betting's like, anyway. massive
1: in football, isn't it? Go on.
0: Yeah, sorry, but the, the on, on the positive sides of things, I got to admit, I fucking rate what he did with the free kick so much. I really <laughs> yeah. rate it, but I also think why why are the forest the forest defenders have watched it, moaned about it to the ref. Why not just take two steps to the left just to cut out that option?
1: I don't. Yeah, I, if the if he's moved the ball, the goalkeeper can see the ball's <laughs> been moved. They can see the ball's not in 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 place. He just tells the ball to move over. Yeah, I think he brings it forward slightly, but that doesn't that doesn't give him an advantage. It's closest to the wall. Yeah. I, d- yeah. I just... Uh, Stupid i I think them making a mountain out of a molehill with, the, with that, I didn't complaint to the PGM about saying it should have been over. Yeah, t- it should have been retaken. Uh, yeah, yeah it's, get a al- life, man. But nah. I do like it um, i do like that sort of thing i just see someone come out i did see some people say it was cheating which i think is fucking stupid Ah, uh, it's it, like again
0: like i played and i play saturday football and i played
1: football until i was
0: 18 until the last couple of years you play football until you were 18 right we have no concept of what elite and professional level sport is like we we don't but also we've played football enough to understand that that type of thing happens every in every single game in every single part from the park to the fucking burnabout, in all across every country in the world every week that type of stuff happens when the ref turns around after he's marked to wall everyone takes a step forward that happens like like if a a goal if a goalie if a penalty is against a goalie most goalies are going to try and not stand on the line that happens every throw in is not taken when the ball goes out that happens that's football it's just gaining a small advantage it's not cheating as such it's just and if you, and if you do condemn condemn it as cheating it's clear that you have no idea cuz you've never played um right on to I'm going to talk about this super briefly um Jotter's good isn't he
1: Ooh. He's, he's good he's, isn't he i hate the word but he's he's underrated isn't he oh yeah oh he's yeah. criminally underrated i think he's oh yeah he's class i think it's cuz he he's not he, he doesn't look like a centre forward no, nope. in the set, he doesn't look like a number nine, does he? No, he looks. like I a I don't know what winger. it is about him. He, yeah, he's got this kind of like ratty energy about him. Like for for, the, I think it's for his second goal. Like he just gets there before the defender, but he wants it so much. It's like you just think, I bet he's an absolute nightmare to defend against. Yeah, he's and just yeah, a little he's, rat innit? it. His assist of his goal as well was class. Oh, that's uh, tremendous. Yeah, he had a great game.
0: He's um yeah, he's proper player. He's I also can't believe Nunez got ten goals and ten assists, by the way.
2: Mad. Already? Yeah, Nunes got ten goals and ten assists. That's
0: that gone under head. the ra- that's gone under the radar, isn't it? Because everyone's saying how shit Nunes has been. And I do agree that points of Nunes has been shit. But I think when you watch Nunes, it's like uh, I don't know, it's 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 like you've He's he's like a back of he's like a big bowl of fruit pastels, you know what I mean? You don't know what you're gonna get each flavour. You might get a flavour you love, you might get a flavour you fucking hate. (laughs) He's mental yeah in fact sorry but yeah that's how i describe the performances <laughs> him as a player is him as a player is like putting a mint putting like a, a mint inside of a coke bottle and just chucking it on the floor because you're not is this going to be fucking funny is this going to be brilliant is this going to be or what the fuck is it going to be i don't know when a mentos on a coke bowl is oh, like brilliant oh, yeah, but
1: that, that, that analogy was what the fuck is this going to be yeah that yeah. analogy
0: was that analogy that i've just given was like you know when you have like fruit pastels in a bowl <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know, it's I fucking don't, I'm shocking. Never, I can't believe you eat fruit pastas out of a bowl. No, I don't. I see him at a packet
1: with a plate fork. No, not a
0: plate. Fuck that.
1: I'm not that. No, I do. eats pears. I think, eats I think um, on Nunes, I think Jamie Carragher said it. He is he's chaos, but he yeah. he 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 his in his he's better when he hasn't got to think about it. His, yeah. his, his his most of his goals and his best goals come from where he's got like a split second to make a decision. And when he does that, yeah. you, you can see it. You go, ah, oh, yeah, he's he's got like an instinct, but I don't think he's got the ability. Sometimes when he's got to make a decision in front of a goalkeeper, but I think that can be coached. I think I think he can probably get better at that. But it's yeah. just a split second where the ball falls to him in the six-yard box, and he makes a decision. And it, yeah, I think I think he's going to be a dangerously good player in a few years' time. He's yeah, still agreed. Quite young, isn't I he? think twenty-two. Yeah, I think, 23? I think, yeah, twenty-three. I think, I think, under Klopp, he's going to become
0: very good very quickly. Um, right before we do our before we do our last bit, um, just want to flag a few things that happening. So on the day that you're hopefully listening to this, this is being released on the twenty-fourth of January. That was the time in, in nineteen seventy-six the first ever shirt sponsor was put on a shirt in Britain. How fucked is that? Could you imagine football shirts never had them? Nineteen seventy-six was, was the first one. So much fight. better. So much better without yeah.
1: sponsors.
2: Mm.
0: And so, and also on Thursday. So I'll come back to that. thing. on Thursday. It was 31 years since Eric Cantona kung fu kicked someone. 31
2: years. Fucking
1: hell! Imagine that now. Maybe so. Never play
2: football again. It, nah. It'd be a riot. Yeah. How It'd was it? Be, not it a but
0: riot? It, <laughs> it, like, to be fair, would you want to start on Eric Cantona?
1: No. He's no,
0: fucking massive, mate. I, he's fucking massive, and he's a loose cannon. I will not want to start on him. Have you ever seen the video of um, Liam Gallagher talking about him being in his music video? Oh, mate. I yeah. said, it's so funny. It's so fucking funny. He's just like, oh, I'll book a flight for you. He's like, I book my own flights. Oh, all right, okay, well, I'll get some food for you. I bring my own food. Oh, I'll pay some money. <laughs> Where do you want to stay? I'll find my own place to stay. <laughs> <laughs> it's pure funny. Um, but you were right. So what you said earlier, shirts were better without shirt sponsors, weren't they? Like Barcelona pre UNICEF.
1: Yeah, but I will say this: some of some of like the best kits have got iconic shirt sponsors on it. So like, obviously, Man United had sharp. It's an iconic shirt shirt sponsor on it. That the old Arsenal shirts with JVC on the front, the Villa shirts yeah, with Mother on the front. I just want more. I just want better sponsors on the front of shirts, if anything. Yeah.
2: Yeah tried to like, like now. I honestly merit. think one of the cl-
0: the <laughs> Elf Bars. <laughs> I think the best. I think the best. The most consistent sponsor I see on shirts. I think that's good is Fly Emirates. I always think Fly Emirates looks good. Yeah, it's it's um it's symmetrical. It looks nice. Yeah, it looks smart. It works well. Um, it's also just as you're reading this as well. If you're listening to this, uh, on the release day. It is Ben Johnson and Patrick Schick's birthday. So shout out handsome Patrick and Ben Johnson. If you're listening to this, if you're listening to this on Friday, it's Nuno Tavares's birthday. And my man Nuno <laughs> Tavares has not had a good week. No. Do you know that video is really old? That video is really old, but my god, oh, that's that is, <laughs> that yeah, I know, but that that is not good. Um Mate. right, final thing we're gonna do today is so as it's as it's the Afcon, and we spoke about um, the Afcon the other week. What me and Dono decided to do is we just oh, gee, you, you just went for fuck's sake, <laughs> didn't you? We decided to make yeah. a list of our top ten of our top ten African Premier League footballers ever, and it was. I, I'm going to say I don't know whether he's on yours. I'm going to say this with confidence that he's not on yours, but I think we're going to try and talk about players their impact while they were in the Premier League. So I'm going to say, for an example. <laughs> Samueletto isn't in mine, but Samueletto no, is,
1: yeah, no, he's not.
0: Yeah, Samueletto is probably top five African player of all time, but he's not in mine.
1: Not, not, so, not because not, of his not from the Premier League, he's not.
0: No, not from the, that's my point because of his time in the Premier League, but just in generally, probably is. So, um, will do you, what do you want to do? Do you want to go through your whole list, or do you want to, yeah, go? In fact, I want you to go, I want to go, I want you to go through your whole list because I want to hear you squirm when you realize how stupid something you say is. I'm gonna justify
1: every it. single one of these by the way. No- oh all
2: right.
1: so, okay. so
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've, I've put this one in because he's scored he scored so many goals. I think it I think it's criminal to not put him in. I'm not saying he's better than someone who I left out, but I'm saying for what he did in the Premier League, he had to go in my top ten, and that is Yukubu. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Yukubu's in at number ten why are you laughing so much
2: uh, okay
1: ne- <laughs> did next. not expect fucking yakubu why that? Uh, keep going keep going <laughs> okay oh number 10 no number nine i've got michael essian yeah so i had to put him i had to put him in i mean between nine and seven like it doesn't does it matter if you're Ninth or seventh? No one really cares if they're ninth or seventh, do they? Nah, you'll no be six. Shit,
2: right?
1: You don't yeah. want to be tenth. If you're tenth, nah. just scraped in, like Yakubu did. If you're tenth, you're um... Yakubu.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I've got Essien, Colo Torre in an eight. Yeah. Now I'm now I'm now I'm panicking. <laughs> so I've got Colo Torre in there. I think out of the defenders, he's the best. He's the best African defender yeah. I've seen in the Premier League. I'm hoping yeah. I've not forgotten anyone. Um, then I've got a Bamiyang at seven. I think for a, for a time he was probably the best striker in the league, bar Aguero at the time. I think it was around probably whenever Aguero wasn't playing much, actually. But yeah, yeah I, I had to put him in and I've just realised, okay, now it's fine. Yeah, so I put a in for that. It was probably a short spell of being like one of the best strikers in the league, but. I think he, he's better than some of the other strikers I didn't put in as a footballer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then I've got Adebayor. That's six. Yeah. Again, I don't think there's much. I don't think there's much in those. Yeah. Um, Number five. So number five, number five and number four, I'd probably say interchangeable. I've got number
2: five, I've got Mares. Yeah. Don't need to explain that. Number four I've yeah. got Mane. Yeah. Okay. Mane was number three.
1: But I had a look at it and I've reluctantly brought him down one. I had him at number three. And I'll explain why I had him at number three in a minute. Yeah. But looking at it, I don't think I don't think I can justify it anymore. Um number three I've got Drogba.
2: Yeah. Which
1: He was number four. And I told you before the podcast started and you said, you're going to get shit for that. Which I looked at it and the numbers, the numbers there, Mane scored more goals than Drogba. Mane played like 10 more games than Drogba did, but he scored more goals in the Premier League than Drogba did. So that was my justification because I think, (sighs) I I don't play the same position. Mane plays off the left, but, yeah. I I think I think Mane was so effective in that Liverpool side, it was hard to not put him in. I, I wanted to put him yeah. in the top three. Um yeah. but I've looked at Drogba's goal scoring seasons and one of the yeah. seasons he scored like twenty nine goals looking stupid. Yeah. Which I forgot about and I thought mm, maybe he was maybe being top scorer twice. Injustice. Yeah. So for that for that reason and to avoid the flack I've i t- I've put I've put him through. Um and then number two, I think he's probably one of the best midfielders I've seen in the Premier League. Um, yeah, yeah, Torre.
2: Yeah,
1: I think for for I think it was for like two years he was he was definitely the best player in the league. Well, yeah, him and him and Suarez, who I put yeah. quite high on my last list. But if Torre could have sustained it for a bit longer, or we've got if he'd come to the Premier League a bit earlier, fucking hell, he fucking hell, man, he was a good player. Um, yeah, so yeah, he's number two because he was outstanding. He was a he was a freak actually. He was a freak. He was big, strong, fast, could score from anywhere on the pitch, free kicks, penalties, ev- had everything in the toolbox. Um, yeah. And then number one, I've got Mo Salah. Yeah, can you just can you just read that the the list back to me then from ten to one? So ten, Yakubu, nine, Michael Essien. Eight Kolo Touré, seven Abameyang six Adibayor, five Mares, four Mane, three Drogba, two Yaya Touré, and number one Mo Salah. Nice, you've got. I, was I wasn't
0: as yeah, um, yeah. I fit yeah because I feel we're actually quite we're quite similar in a few places, but not in every okay. place. Um, go on. Then. All right, so. <laughs> i'm gonna <to> justify <laughs> my list as well by saying that part of it comes part of this comes from the quality of the player and part of it comes from love for the player oh there's no man there's no man
1: there's no man that's not a no, top no no, no 10. listen it's not josh's no, 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 no. i fancy them top 10
0: no <laughs> yeah no it's not you're right um you're right. But I think maybe not love, but more of the impact that they had is bigger. Not love is different, maybe the wrong thing. Let me read through it and then I'll explain the ones. You'll understand who they are. So number 10, 10. I've got Quentin Fortune. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Number 10, I've got Emmanuel Adebayor. I Adebayor, I I think Adebayor was so good for Arsenal and then was really good yeah. for City and was really good for Spurs in spells number nine I got Wilfred Zaha because yeah I think the impact I think the impact Zaha had and this is what I mean by impact I think the impact that Zaha had for uh, Crystal Palace was enormous he's probably he's the best he's their best player in their history I think so um, and they're obviously missing this year. So for number nine, I've gone Wilfred Zaha. Number eight, I've gone Kolo Torre. I agree with you hundred percent. I think he's the best African defender that we've had in the Premier League. Number seven, I've got JJ Ococha. Again, probably that's high. Yeah, that is high. Probably more because Fucking of
1: hell.
0: Probably more because of in, that that's where the love will probably comes into it. Probably because of the impact he had in the Premier League. You think about you literally said it to me the other day about someone who only listen to our podcast because they want to hear about J.J. Okocha. And that's probably what stats and figures don't really put into stuff like this. So I'll put J.J. Okocha seventh. Sixth, I've put Michael Essian. I think Michael Essien was Michael Essien was one of the best midfielders in the world at one point in one of the best midfields yeah. in the world. So I think he has to be I think he has to be in there. I think if he was, could stay fit for a little bit longer, he probably still would be sixth, but I think he'd be pushing it a little bit more. And then it gets, and then this is where it gets really hard, I think. Five up at Mares, Yeah. And four up at Mane yeah, But I think they, nice. I, I think that could, I think same, I think they could go either way. Because so I think Mane Agreed. was more naturally of a, naturally more of a goal scorer. And the way he played, he was always going to score more goals. Mares was a joke, mate. Mares was a joke, but also Mares deserves a massive shout out because he, what he did with Leicester, he was, yeah. he was incredible. So, Mare's five, Mane four, uh, Yaya three. And I think Yaya, Yaya three, and I think that kind of talks, speaks for itself. Um, like you said, Yaya was one of the best midfielders in the world. Yaya was the best midfielder in the Premier League for a couple of years. But, but Drogba second, because I think Drogba was probably the best striker in the Premier League for two or three years as well. And I think that's a harder mm. I, th- I think that he he I think the difference is, I think what both of them did so well, but I think with a slight maybe Drogball wins it and maybe this is unfair because of how Drog plays high at the pitches. Drogbo scored so many big goals. He was like a guarantee to score in like FA Cup finals, Champions League finals against Arsenal. He always scored. When we played Man United, he scored against us loads. He was Drogba yeah. was Drogba was the epitome of a big game player. So I put him I put him second and he was he was first until about two minutes before the podcast. And then I thought about it. And then I thought about it and I was like,
1: Yeah,
0: Salah is the best, didn't he? Salah is the best. Because yeah. because my thought process was my thought process was if I was to make a Premier League all time eleven, would any of these players get in the list? I think the answer is no, other than Salah. I think Yaya would push the list and I think Drogba would push the list but Yaya's not starting in my best ever Premier League midfield 3 but Dr- Salah is probably Drogba starting. that. No, Drogba doesn't get in for me either but Salah does. Salah starts. Yeah. Salah starts in the best Premier League 11 ever. So I think his- and it's just it's just consistency in it as well. Like consistency. I also felt so I justified in my head leaving out Aubameyang by saying how shitty he was at Chelsea. That was the one thing between Adebayor and Aubameyang. That was the one thing that justified it for me.
1: But, to be honest with you, you said a few players that I think probably I could swap out for a few of my players. I, I could probably yeah. swap out Yucubu, maybe, for Zaha. I could probably maybe swap out Aubameyang for...
2: Who else did you say that I haven't got? Uh, Akotcha was the only one I said that you didn't yeah,
1: have? Yeah, I might have swapped the question. Yakubi scored ninety-five Premier League goals. I could yeah. not, put, could not put, not so put did. Him in. Mate, so did. I think Adebayor put
0: scored ninety-six. Adibayol, I can't I, believe, and Adibayol was rubbish at one point as well. Until Omri left, he was rubbish. It was young, I had but to put He was
1: Adabayor rubbish. Just because he yeah, was fucking mental as well. He's so iconic for, for the Premier League for that celebration he did against Arsenal. Yeah, and, and as mate, a Villa fan, he, went- he almost signed. As there's photos of him on the training ground pitch holding up a football, holding up a shirt of Adebayor ten on the back when Sherwood was the manager, and then he left the ground. He was due to come back and sign the contract, and he had like he had like a message from God or something like that, and he never signed. And we got relegated. He
0: I remember he also <laughs> he also, when he was at Man City, did an interview in an Arsenal shirt. Oh he just, he's, he's a he's a legend. But he was yeah. also unplayable at points and played for Real Madrid. Like, do you know what I mean? Like he was he's no mug. Oh
2: yeah.
0: Um right, so my list from 10 to 1 is 10 Adebayor, 9, Zaha, um 8, Colo Torre, um also. The, the only I was thinking about putting um, I think about putting Colo Torre and Yaya Torre not in there just because of the Colo 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 Yaya, Yaya Yeah <laughs> think thing, um, but um a fun fun really fun ten years ago let it go um right sorry I start that again Adama ten Zaha nine Colo Torre eight Jj Okocha seven Michael Essien six Riyad Mahrez five Mane four Yaya Torre three Drogba two. And then Mo Salah
1: won. You should have put your kubu in. But no, we'll forgive you for that one.
0: We Maybe we can put that clip in of Harry Redknapp. Like, oh, go on, you kubu. Play, yeah, go out there. It'd be brilliant. <laughs> right. And after that ter- that terrible impression of Harry Redknapp, is, is, that means it's time for us to finish the podcast. It's time for us to rest our heads, go to bed. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it turned, into a, turned into a CBeebies episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, right it was a pleasure as always if you've enjoyed this please like subscribe follow five stars as well five stars on spotify would mean a lot to us um we've actually finally changed our categories and and our logos have hopefully changed as well so hopefully you can see that um we'll be back so you'll be listening to this hopefully on wednesday we'll be back on friday with our player pod which we are not going to announce yet follow us on socials at @mitchhw on tikitok @mitchhw on instagram um and we love you all so much so don't think I've got much more to say than that, Dono. Anything to add? Um,
1: no, um, no, absolutely nothing. Okay, perfect. Right, goodbye. <laughs> Love you so much. Bye bye.